last time on Almost Heroes. Uh, we open with our boys back at the Starward Inn with Glenn immediately announcing to Bryn that he still had a claim to the throne and that Glenn believes he has a way to prove it. After a brief discussion about what Bryn wants, some information regarding his past, Cosmo gives him the pep talk of all pep talks and tells Bryn, what are you going to do about it? Glenn divulges what he had learned of the family and their connection to the dragons and their namesakes and suggests that we recruit, recruit the gold dragon uh, for help in the fight against Jakar, uh, which Callahan immediately objects to, but Bryn actually sent, seemed a bit more receptive to this idea. After bedding down during the night while we were resting, Glenn noticed there was a contingent of guards uh, patrolling. It didn't seem like just a routine patrol, and while we did get through the night undetected, it's quite obvious they're looking for us or some other miscreants. After our rest, the group awakes with their normal morning rituals. And while training with Chandrell, Glenn asks if she has any way to help with Rancrum's stealth problem. And she provides Glenn with an item that should help when the time comes. Glenn also gifts Ran Rangrim with a matching set of leather armor that should aid him being a little more light on his feet. And to test this, uh, Rangrim sneaks about the room while Glenn attempts to hit him with a dart with his eyes closed. And to everyone's surprise, Rangrim was so stealthy that Glenn hit Callahan with the dart instead. Before heading out, um, the group reapplies their disguises and Rangrim casts a hero's feast to buff up the group in preparation for our adventure. And we make our way out towards the city limits, making sure that we're not attracting any unwanted attention. Uh, while heading out, we do run into an old dwarf that we know and recognize and who nearly blows our cover. We then would arrive at the sewer entrance. Cosmo stayed at the entrance to provide us with a speedy getaway. Once we do return, England and Rangrim ventured forth into the sewers. After a short while and uh, navigating a fork in the sewers, Glenn and Rangrim notice a strange unnatural bubbling in the sewage beneath them as the sewage coalesce into a form that didn't appear very friendly. Thank you very much, Dan. That brings us to episode 96, Royal Flush. So, when we last left off our Almost Hero story, the... <laughs> I just saw the episode. I didn't read the episode title. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's fantastic. Good. Well played. Well played. Uh, we last left off our Almost Hero story. The three of you had split up with Glenn and Rangrim heading into the, the palace sewers and Cosmo waiting outside as a getaway driver uh, alongside the wagon. Uh, when Glenn and Rangrim uh, found themselves pursued by an incredibly foul creature. So let's pick up there. And Rangrim, Glenn, you turn to see kind of just rising out of the muck, this oozing brown and green creature that is just as soon as it rises up, you're just immediately assaulted by probably the foulest smell imaginable even more than like Rangrim after he hasn't taken his armor off in like a few weeks. So I need you all to make a, a con check, uh, a constitution saving throw for me. Oh, yikes. Oh no, Cosmo's not there to help. Natural 20. Let's go. Hey. Let's get it uh, out of the way now, right? I don't need those later. Right. 
Definitely got the same with the 12. Not 20 with the 12. Okay. Um, I, oof, this is rough. Um, I'm gonna roll some damage here. Um, you don't have any saves against poison, do you? Um, yes, and everybody? actually we are immune to poison because of the hero's feast. Yep. Let's oh, go. Okay. So, so you're immune to, that's great. Um, is there any resistance against poison damage? Can't be frightened, can't be poisoned. No resistance to we poison We can't be damage. poisoned, so no resistance to the poison damage, just to the poisoned effect. Okay. Well, you're very lucky. I rolled pretty low. Um, that's going to be 18 uh, poison damage, and you are, you can feel that this, like, you inhale this, like, kind of viscous, foul-smelling uh, kind of vapor as it as it kind of rises out of the muck, uh, and you can feel yourself, like, about to be sick, and then you feel the kind of, uh, the steadfast resolve of the Heroes Feast rise up in you to kind of and it kind of stays put in your stomach and you don't wrench it up. Um, but you do take uh, 18 poison damage as this uh, as this kind of poison seeps into you. But you are not poisoned, which would have been, you would have been otherwise. Um, so that is a, a very good, um, a very good save you did there. Um, and Rangram, you do not, actually, let me see. I'm sorry about that. I, I am resistant to poison damage. I actually just looked, so I would only take half. Okay, so you're gonna take, so on a successful save, you take half damage and are not poisoned, so, and you can't be poisoned anyway, so you're gonna take half of a half, I guess, if that's how that works. A fourth, or does it just cancel it out? I think it, I mean, it's, I feel like it's a double advantage where it doesn't go down anymore, but I- Well, it's, it's just that we can't be poisoned. It's not that we don't take damage from poison. Well, dwarves are resistant to poison damage. So I would believe. just take, I would take half of whatever the half damage was. Okay. Let's do this real quick. Where, sorry, where's five. the other the other half coming from? Oh, I see. So you make the save, so you take half damage, and then you're gonna take yes half oh. of that half damage. Yes. Oh, oh yeah, you got that twenty. Duh. <laughs> I was trying um, to figure out the two halves. I, you know what? Because yeah. you got that twenty, you're not taking any damage. I'm just you I'm, I'm eat just, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you you have smelled fouler things in the Underdark than any of these uh, these these surface dwellers could ever have imagined. And as gross as this smells, you've seen worse. Uh, so you are able to just kind of like stem this off and like, yeah, it smells bad, but it's, you don't take damage from it. Um, so uh, this creature- And actually, because I did the recap, it does make sense because Rangram actually has his nose plugged with scraps of the <laughs> armor that right. Glenn gave, gave him after trying to smell out where the were rats were. He said he didn't want to smell anything down there. So his nose is plugged. Perfect. Uh, that's yeah. I love when uh, I love when the RP justifies the uh, the rolls in game. So uh, mm -hmm. you take no damage. So okay, this this creature rises up. It's covered in like sticks and lots of things that you just would probably don't want to think too too much into what it is actually <laughs> comprised of. But this creature stands uh, probably about like. 10 feet tall kind of filling this this area kind of blocking off your 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 route of egress um as it kind of swells to fill the space and just like lets out this roar and like flecks of stuff kind of fly at you uh splattering or in the water around you um but with that uh i would like you both to roll for initiative Ooh, stuff. <laughs> oh time tight. to have advantage 
and I roll basically the same. Uh, 15. I'm using my inspiration. What? I need to re-roll that. <laughs> oh, better. I rolled a four, but this time I rolled an eight. So eight. Okay. Um, well, then uh, you guys are in exactly the order that I expected to be. I pre-wrote those down. <laughs> <laughs> it was um, preordained. Um, okay, so uh, before we go into your guys' combat, um, Cosmo, you're sitting outside, and you're, it's, it is dark outside. You know, it's the middle of the night. Um, you're sitting on top of this empty barn that inside of it is, you know, the wagon and the donkeys kind of safely nestled inside, hidden from sight. Um, what is your passive perception? 19. Not yours. No, not even close. I was I gonna pass. say Cosmos is is pretty rough. Yeah, it's a it's an eleven. Okay. You hear so. To paint the scene for you, ahead of you is the sewage drain pipe that's coming that your friends have gone into. It's kind of like it's pretty far in front of you though. It's like you know a hundred feet or so to the actual wall where you're at, uh, from where you are at now, but you can see the water and debris and whatever else that has kind of washed out of those sewer pipes uh, is kind of formed a kind of quagmire, swampy water area. And there mm -hmm. are some like trees around you and whatnot, um, but kind of uh, off to your right at the water's edge, you start hearing the faint sounds of like, struggle in the water almost like a like splashing and you swear you hear a very very soft like and gurgling cry of something or someone saying help what does cosmo do it's probably you're hearing it from i, I mean you don't have very good passive perception i'm going to give you that it, it it's somewhere to your your in front of you to your right you know anywhere between 20 to 50 feet in the water. So I hear somebody calling for help. Yeah, you hear uh you yeah, you hear just faintly um as if almost like they've been they they like as if they were like slightly submerged or this was like it's not a consistent cry for help and it was like very muffled. Mm. But you hear a struggle in the water like splashing. Um I think if I just hear this sound before I move, I would try to like uh, just try and get a look at what is happening. I guess I would try to roll to see yeah. what I... Yeah, roll me, uh, roll me an invest... Yeah, roll me investigation, I guess, because you're, like, specifically looking for this. Okay. Spell support on this roll, but I think I'm okay. Um... I don't think so. You said investigation? Yep. Yeah, we don't see Jack Diddley. I see a four. <laughs> I rolled a four. <laughs> you don't see Jack or Diddley at all. Uh, you can tell that like there's a tree that is it's, it, you you for the best you can discern is directly between like this big bush tree kind of thing is directly between you and whatever is in the water or the, between you and the sound, and that's all you can all you can tell. But you can you as you're listening, you can tell that the splashing is getting fainter and fainter. Like it's not getting farther away, but like it's getting longer time between the splashes as uh, if something's getting tired. I think with a four, I Cosmo is just like 
hearing shit. You're hearing shit, Cosmo. It's just hang in there, hang in there. And uh, and I think uh, he would maybe pause for a moment, but he he can hear it, and he's just uh, uh. Hold on. <laughs> we let the dice decide. That's the only way. Sometimes I just make decisions in this game. I do that in life. Naturally. Um, Cosmo does not get up. Okay. He, he, he is... He is... 78% sure he is hearing things. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, then with that, um, we are going to jump back, uh, jump back to the the boys in the pipe. Uh, Glenn, uh, it's your turn. This thing is standing between you and where you'd like to go. What are you going to do about it? Hmm. Does he seem open to conversation? You can always try. Roll persuasion check. Hey, uh, you know, sorry we swam up your creek, but we really don't want to get stuck in you. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to see if he even responds. So persuasion check, I'm fucking pretty good. Uh, 16 plus one, 17. Whatever this thing speaks, it is not common as it, uh, as you kind of start talking to it, it again, just kind of like goes down on both hands and just like yells into your face in this kind of that is just kind of Flex of stuff kind of splatter the water around you and uh, get uh, roll me a dexterity saving throw. Uh, that's fair. Uh, I'm good at those. Good news. I'm great at those. 24. Okay. Uh, you're able to kind of dodge out of the way as flex of un unknown and unwanting to know matter kind of uh, splash to the water. Uh, well, <laughs> the, the sewage around you. Um, it's just not a good day for Glenn. Um, but with that being said, uh, you still have all your actions. Uh, what would you like to do? So um, I'm going to try something probably real dumb. Um, with my movement, since he is about 30 feet, I'm going to run straight at him, um, recognizing that he is has just as shitty a personality as he looks. Um, and I'm going to, from my back pocket, grab a handful of fucking callback on this one, but dust of dryness. Oh I'm going to throw it at him. Whoa. Just, like, just ha right in his eyes. Can you describe um, me what dust of dryness does again? I will happily do it because I've quite literally been saving this fucking item forever. Um, small package. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Pocket sand. <laughs> so an elemental composed mostly of water, which this ratio might help that is exposed to a pinch of the dust must make a save of 13 constitution or take a fuck ton of damage. Okay. <laughs> this is an incredible item you have. And I, it's very, very fitting for the, uh, the occasion. So I've been holding this fucking thing for so long. I was saying, yeah, we did not we think, get that from like, Rockdale's. Uh, Evan Depths, I think. Evan Depths. Evan yeah, Depths, he, yeah. Before he got then. it from, he got it from right. the Dragonborn down there. And I traded right. two of them to Chargot. Rolled an 18. Okay. Well, he still takes half as much damage, which is 10d6. 
So I'm going to go ahead and roll those. But we did get a disadvantage from Sajikor on the poop demon. Oh, okay. poop demon. Oh, Sajikor with the hookup. All right, let's see what happens. Uh, that is a uh, that is a 10, and he has a plus four to his constitution. Okay, he still passes. Oh, I appreciate so the help. That was really close, Sajikor. Thank you very much. Gosh, like the same dice just keeps going cock. All right, uh, do some quick math. Six, 12. 15, 20, 24, and then it'll three more. Uh, 24, 30 damage total. That's okay. my, that's my ha. So ha. So he takes 30 damage or half of 30? He takes half of 30 damage. Sorry, okay. so 15 damage. Whew. Yeah, yeah. That is a good amount of damage, though. I was going to say, was 30 the half damage? Like, oh, man. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, you would have six. to roll max damage on that. I rolled sixes on everything, baby. <laughs> you can trust that's... me. Don't worry. <laughs> that's... No, that's incredible. Um, very cool. So, um, yeah, you throw this. Uh, so, it, so it basically, like, I think you throw this at him. You pull out this the, this stuff that's been rattling around in the bottom of your pocket since yeah. Evan Depths. Literally, and you just kind sand. of <laughs> blow it out at him, and you see this just the water get sucked out of this thing, almost more like. I think they're more like a clay golem at this point, like in their, the way that they're constructed. It's just like dried up quite a bit. It's like. It's like when, you know, it's literally dog a cow patty. It's a yeah, cow so patty. dog poop's yeah. been sitting in the backyard so for some gross. time. It just kind of dries up. And as it starts moving now, like pieces of it are cracking off and falling into the ground, no longer like dropping off in dollops. Um, it just looks older. Like somehow just is, it's aged like 10 years. <laughs> yeah. Parts of it are um, turning white. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> This is, this is our first X-rated episode, everyone. Uh, oh, this is no, it's not. This is like a that's, five-year-old episode. We're talking about poop. That's true. This is our P, <laughs> this is our first uh, PG episode. It's the first one Charlie can actually watch. Yeah, that's fair. Talk about poop. Um, uh, okay. And then one thing that just happens as well is the the solidified water, the absorbed water, drops into a pellet and probably just starts floating downstream. For you. Um, yep, totally. Yeah. Uh, do I want to... Fuck it. Sorry, Rangram. I'm also going to use... So that was my movement and my action. Um, I'm going to use my bonus action to dodge. Yeah, I'm going to take the bonus action of... Oh, no, I can't do that. I can dash. Oh, my God. That's Yeah, so I'll take the... Sorry. I will take the dash action, so it would get an attack of opportunity, but I'm going to dip back this way um sorry random fight, fight the poop <laughs> fight, fight the poop yeah no big deal but he would get a attack of opportunity against me okay cool good that's 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 gonna be super fun let's see what i can do here uh that is a natural 20 <laughs> plus okay. eight so uh 28 um uh, no misses. Yeah, I, oh, that's uh, crazy. You've gotten really strong. Yeah. You, you can trust strong. him. You can trust him. You've Max been gone damage for a while. on 10d6. And, uh... We ran four one shots while you were gone, and we're actually both. We're all now at level 20. You guys have been. You guys have been grinding, fighting some, uh, fighting some boars, turning yep. in some crossbone yes. belts. Yes. You should see what the the donkeys can do. It's just gonna blow <laughs> your mind. Um, okay, so that's gonna be. Okay, so uh, 12 bludgeoning damage and six poison damage. Oof. 
So 18 to 18, back to backs. Um, can you take a reaction to someone's reaction out of curiosity? Is that how that works? Uh, you get a re... Um, I would say so. I mean, I, it, well, I you, reaction has to be not on your turn, I believe. Oh, that makes sense. Gotcha. Uh, that's good. Yeah, that's a good shoot, way of saying it. it. Succeeds. Succeeds on attack roll, ability check, saving throw. Doesn't say it isn't on your turn. But, but does it cost you a reaction? Yeah, it just costs yes. you a reaction. Like a reaction is like sure. an item. Yeah, go for it. That's okay. fine. I mean, just uh, since he hit me, I'm going to just basically cast over rebarbs at him. He, like smacks me in the back with a bunch of shit. Be like, oh, it's so <laughs> weird and dry. And then just going to cast like silvery barbs back at him. And it's like that same like streaking color of Chandrell. And then if it, it connects, it just spikes. Um, okay. It just works. So he now has, oh shit, I'm sorry. The triggering creature must re-roll that d20 as a use of my reaction. Oh, for um, like for their hit? Yeah, you magically distract the triggering creature and turn its momentary uncertainty into encouragement for another creature. The triggering creature must re-roll the d20 and use a lower roll. Okay, so um, I realized that I did not double the damage uh, with, with their attack anyway. So oh, nice. this- it would be so it's going to be a 12 plus uh eight so 20 is going to be the uh the this time uh that still meets my uh so okay. so the damage still stands okay exactly cool. the same yeah it's just not it would i realized it would have been double before if Oof. uh if i had remembered Oof. it okay and so now um Rangrim will have advantage on his next attack against this guy. Because these silvery barbs are just sticking out of it? Yes. Oh, very Perfect. cool. Okay. So after it smashes down on you with like its it kind of so petrified weird. poo hand at this point, <laughs> it uh, you <laughs> you shoot these silvery barbs at it, um, and I guess that is going to be Rangrim's turn. Um, <clears throat> Rangrim hates this <laughs> um, and Dan knows his AC is way lower and he shouldn't stand in front of it and try to fight it we all know Rangram is not smart enough to make that decision I feel like Rangram would know that he's not wearing his armor though yeah he knows that he's not wearing the armor but I think he's forgetting of the protective capabilities of said armor that tracks. That is 100% hubris, and that 100% tracks. I love this. So he's, I think he's just stands in front of it. And, like, he still has, like, the uh, fabric in his nose. So I think he's going to reach out with his hammer in hand, pointing his fist at it, and be like, you want some of this? Because his <laughs> nose is stuffed. And he's going to cast, uh, I'm going to cast Guiding Bolt. Incredible. At third level. With advantage. With advantage. Oh, that one. How's a 28 to hit sound? Sounds like double its AC. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it's a number two. That's 66. <laughs> Uh, 
26 uh, damage, radiant damage, to our uh, doo-doo friend here. How much? 26. 26, that's that's a good amount. Uh, yes, yeah, so you blast it with this. Sixes. Yeah, you blasted it with a um, with this guiding bolt. So now it's 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 lit up like a Fourth of July, like kind of illuminating this uh, this this yes. pipe down here too. And so now Glenn would have it. The next attack on it now also has advantage. Ooh, we're just feeding and, each uh, other advantage. Yeah, uh, but with that, um, if I were to try to back away slightly, would I? I would provoke an attack of opportunity, probably. I think so. Yeah, you would. Mm-hmm. Also, Dan knows that. Uh, I don't think Rangrim knows that. And Rangrim would do that and then kind of back up a little bit to be closer to Glenn. That's kind right. of normal battle formation. He'd probably be assuming he's going to tank in front of him a little bit, forgetting that he now has a lower armor class than Glenn. Also, he's used to Cosmo just like jumping in there and. Yep, nope, just me and a poop demon, and I'm basically wearing just a t-shirt. I got no AC right now. <laughs> it's, um, what? How, how does an eight, as a 19 do for you? Oh, that absolutely hits me. Okay, good. Um, good, good, good. This is fun. This is fun for me, because I never get to hit Rangram. Um, okay, so that's, that's going to be... That's what this was about, wasn't it? It's <laughs> really all it is. Uh, that's Okay, it's 10 bludgeoning damage. And yep. um, and then you have resistance to poison damage, so this is only going mm-hmm. to be uh, six poison damage. So sixteen total. Yep. Wait, is there a reason okay. Rangram's not using his shield? I don't think that affects your stealth at all. No, I I have my shield. Oh, gotcha. Still hits. Gotcha. Using yeah. my shield, which I gave a plus one, so my shield gives plus three to my armor class. I'm only at a fifteen. <laughs> Um, I love it. Well, luckily, uh, luckily it's the golem's turn now. Um, and it is, as, as Rangrim begins to back away, it starts to move forward, uh, to make sure that it can, uh, maintain that, maintain that gap. Um, and it is going to, uh, throw down a couple of smashes on you, if you don't mind. Uh, oh, so it's no, gonna... not at all. <laughs> Good. It's gonna do. Um, it's gonna do two slam attacks with its multi attack. Uh, that first one's gonna be. I don't think it's gonna hit you. It's gonna be a thirteen total to hit. That would miss. Okay. There you go. Uh, and I don't think that second one's gonna hit you either. That's a fourteen. That misses. Wow. Hey. So this thing moves forward, and I think it's not used to its new crusty body. As it moves forward, it kind of is cracking uh, and not moving as fast as it would like to. And uh, it, as it kind of is moving its hand down to hit you, it is just moving a lot slower than it is expecting, and you're able to dodge out of the way of it. Um, but uh, yeah, so with that, um, we are going to uh, jump back to Cosmo. Cosmo, you have decided not to go check out whatever noise you heard over in the water, um, and so you're sitting there, uh, just you know, kind of, just kind of in your head, like it's all fake, it's all fake. And then you you continue to hear like these light kind of splashing noises. And then out of the corner of your eye over on the bank of the kind of swamp marsh area, you see a small form like like almost like a child that seems to be kind of crawling their way out of the water 
um, as if they're like, <laughs> as if they are um, kind of, you can hear them kind of gasping, uh, like in sputtering out water. Um, and you can see them kind of pulling themselves onto the bank. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, you can see basically about half of them that are kind of from behind this bush tree uh, that have now kind of come into your field of view. Um, but they're just kind of like pulling, they're kind of crawling onto the bank uh, and like spitting out water and spluttering um, as you are. So what does Cosmo do? Bobby is sad that they got a poop monster and I have haunted children. <laughs> But Cosmo thinks, and I imagine he just assumes that he was wrong uh, and is going to just, oh, there was a kid drowning out there. And um, he is going to, I forget, I know I climbed, did I climb on the roof or was I like in the rafters on the inside? You're on the roof, but, but it's a pretty roof? short it's a pretty short barn. I would probably say it's not, it's not more than like 10 feet high. It's a pretty, it's a small kind of shack-ish barn. And there's a hole in the roof where you almost fell through that you could drop directly down onto the cart. That would only be about a five foot drop. Um, I don't think, uh, I don't think Cosmo is using that much real sense there. I think he maybe steps up to the edge and checks his footing and jumps for it. Okay. Uh, yeah, roll me a dexterity saving throw. Make sure you don't sprain your ankle. Right. Dex saving throw. Not that good. Uh 13. Okay. Yeah, it's good enough. Uh you don't you don't take any damage from the fall. Uh, you kind of the, the ground is soft here. It's it's like marshy. It's 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 a very kind of a, you know it's bogish in this area. So it's like you land That's on right. like soft moss and grass, and you kind of like with a with a roll, you're uh, you're quickly on your way. Um, you don't have very much ground to cover, uh, and you can be there. Uh, you know it's it's probably like less than twenty feet uh, from you to the uh, the edge of the water. I don't really know which side would have made sense jump on i guess we'll jump straight off here yeah, uh and cosmo would just kind of walk towards up to it relatively quickly and but he's not gonna yell he's are, are you all right are you okay and i guess he would just at that point call out to it yeah so uh as you get closer you see there's this um it, it looks like a small like elven child uh with kind of brown hair it seems to be wearing like um the the garb of it it seems to almost be um like an, an acolyte like a, a like an understudy in in like a, a temple kind of thing like they're they're wearing like this kind of white white garb uh, that seems uh, kind of uh congruous with uh, the te like the temple of the seven um uh -huh. and it's obviously covered in stuff and uh you like they're they're completely soaking wet and they're they kind of like are coughing and spluttering and like like look up at you a weekly and are just like uh they they try to talk and then like water just kind of comes out of more water kind of comes out of their mouth and they don't seem able to speak um like but basically they're just sitting on the edge of this uh this water um how like are you are you helping are you approaching what are you doing um 
I think Cosmo would have gotten maybe within five, ten feet. He's not gonna necessarily like uh get right up on like right up there. I think he's just gonna run up and as this girl is or it's a girl. Yeah, you. Okay. you I thought you, you said you would, that for some reason. Yeah, you would assume that you. I, I, they they seem very feminine. Okay. Um. I think as like they're trying to talk, they're like standing, eyes open, looking at no, me. No, no, no. They're they're laying like face down, and then they've lifted their head to kind of like like they they've crawled out of the water and okay. are like like seem like they're kind of coughing up the kind of bogish water. Okay. All right. Yeah. Then I think I would run over and try to. Pick him up. Yeah. Okay. Cosmo, you, you run over and help this this figure up. And as you do, you notice something very strange. A, w- there seems to be this red strand that is kind of extending from the uh, from around the, like the, the ankle of this this small girl and f- running into the like the water bog area. And as you kind of help them up you see their kind of their eyes kind of like open and are just like this deep red color as something raises out of the water behind them and it is probably one of the most horrifying things uh you have seen uh in some time it looks like some sort of like mound of undulating like faces. It's like this red globule thing that raises out of the water with these kind of like faces pressing out of it uh, from the inside of this. And the red strand attaches from the girl to this thing as she wraps her arms around you. And Cosmo, uh, I need you to roll initiative. So we'll have two people in the party who've killed little girls? This one's a fake um, one. For anyone, uh, for anyone playing keeping, along at home, keeping notes. Uh, <laughs> this is an Oblex. Uh, oh, I'm rolling for initiative. I was like, what am I Only rolling? Bobby can't look it up. <laughs> I assume at this point you've changed it anyway, so. Uh, initiative is going to be an 11. Okay, perfect. Uh, well, in that case, the Oblex is going to go first. Um, so it is going to make uh, a couple of attacks on you and then use its special ability. So let's roll for that first one. Uh, that's only going to be a 15 to hit. I don't think it's going to do that. Um, that one is going to be a 19 to hit. I assume that also misses. Okay, so it, it reaches down with like these these tentacle things kind of reach out of this undulating pod and it like it starts to kind of like try to uh, slap down on you and hit you uh, and is unable to do so or at least to you know penetrate your armor but it is going to use its uh, special ability uh, that is called eat memories I need you to make a wisdom saving throw it's gonna eat his what his memories just some memories. Oh. Take a little memory munch. Huh. Uh, wisdom saving throw? Yes. I'm good at these two. You have advantage on those. I do? Here's feast. Oh, okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're really good at these. Mm-hmm. 
That's a lot. And that's a little bit less. But it's gonna be a 16 plus 9. So 25? Uh, that is incredibly high. Uh, and you are able to resist it. You feel like memories of yours kind of start raising to the surface of your mind as if they were trying to leave you. Like memories of your your childhood in Golden Grimm. Uh, memories of like your father, like leaving for work, like patting you before he would go down to the mines. Uh, like they kind of raise to the, be the, the front of your mind as if they're being pulled forward and then are able to like, they do not leave you. Um, but you can tell that this creature is trying its damnedest uh, to essentially, like, you know, learn a little bit more about Cosmo in a very invasive way. Um, Cosmo, it is your turn. This thing is, uh, consider yourself grappled currently, uh, but it is, uh, it is right there up on. Uh, Cosmo immediately was just, oh, hell no. And, uh, <laughs> just immediately gonna, uh, Smash, I don't know. He's one of those red ugly faces. <laughs> um, okay. Do I have... Do I still have that other weapon? What's that sword called? Oh, yeah. Uh, Chet... Uh, oh my gosh, I completely forgot about Chet. Um, I did too. Chet, uh, you hear Chet from kind of like your waistband going... Oh man, this thing seems like pretty gnarly. <coughs> yeah, Chef this... voice got me. <laughs> got him. That's all right. We're gnarlier. And uh, we're going to just hit. I need to remember to pull up the stat block here, but it's fine. I think I've pretty much got it. It's a plus one to hit. And a plus one to damage, right? It's a plus three. Plus three to hit? Yeah, it's a plus three weapon. Also, the bonus action, you could transform it into any shape that you want. Just, That's right. just for flavor's sake. I can, I can use, I get second wind and uh, action surge, right? Yep. Turns you into a fucking fighter. That's so busted on a pal. <laughs> fighters. All right, all right, all right. Okay, so it's plus three to hit. So that is a six plus eight. So 15? No, 14? 14. To hit? 14 to hit. Um, That is not going to hit. Okay. That is going to be a 17 to hit. Wow. Uh, that does that that it, that is able to uh, to get purchase. Uh, I think Cosmo being grappled is swinging a miss. And he's like, "Come on, Chet, let's do this!" And he's just gonna like hit it, and uh, I think we see some some smite damage out of it because Cosmo is fearing for his life. That's fair. Um. I don't remember how many d8s my divine smite is right now. Uh, it is. Is it a uh, fiend or undead? 
It is not. Okay. That's fine. And it's just 3d8. Mm-hmm. this simulcra of like this small child that was grabbing onto you. And I think it just like cleave it in half and completely like it, as soon as you do the red ooze kind of becomes disconnected from the top half and it kind of falls down and just absorbs back into this massive form that now like kind of raises over above you with these faces that are like pressing out of it. It's all this red ooze, but like these faces from inside, not skulls, just like faces outwards, like that seem to be crying out in anguish are like, pressing out of this ooze as it kind of bears down on you. Not a good day. Um, Not a good day for it, but... That's that's fair. Um, We are going to jump back uh, to our boys in the sewer. Glenn, I believe it is... uh, I believe it's your turn uh, as uh, Rangrim just, well... I guess didn't get hit a couple of times, um, but nearly, uh, nearly avoided uh, being smashed down with this, uh, with this crusty boy. Um, and it, it is, uh, it is your turn to see if you can dispatch uh, this, uh, this golem of dunks. This dispatch a crunchy boy. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I would have, so Watch I'm going to use my uh, adorable dwarven friend here as, a hurdle, and I'm gonna palm the top of his very sturdy noggin. And I'm just assuming the amount of armor that he carries around day to day, he might not even know that I do it, but I'm gonna basically hurdle over him <laughs> and move just to this side of him. Um, and realizing that Glenn took away basically all the things that makes Rangrim effectively invincible, um, is going <laughs> to decide to tank, and he is going to just take a big old swipe up um you actually see like as he does the hurdle you see just like a bunch of energy crackling through the uh chandrel double-bladed scimitar and i'm going to cast booming blade as i just try to like gut him um so yeah that's what that's what glenn's gonna do um wow that's absolutely insane i rolled two sevens but it's still a plus 11 so 18 to hit uh that definitely hits Super tight. Uh, cool. So, 2d4 plus. Oh, I'm going to use, because I'm fighting with my boy as well, I'm going to use that um, 1d10 instead of 2d4 just for the sharpening that he's done. So, it kind of seems like it's like almost cracking or cutting through the air. Mm-hmm. Um, so, 9 to hit on that. And then the booming blade. It's 2d8. So, 9 plus... Ooh, great rolls. 9 plus 15, 24. And now sneak attack damage because rogues. Uh, how much dice is that? Dude, it has been so long. I don't even like remember where to find this information. I, I, I'm <laughs> in the same. I was like, wait, what? It has been an incredibly 66, long time there we go. since any real combat. Oh my goodness. Uh, great. So 
Uh, what I say first, 24, 26, plus another 18 is 44, plus another 7, 51 damage. Just <laughs> right up to the gut, this thing. Let's go. Go. So, and now he's got like this crackling energy just kind of like coursing through his body. And if he, he moves, he takes another 2d8. But I'm standing right in his face and I hope he hope he's paying attention to me now. Yeah, I think that this, this crackling energy, I think you make these big giant sli- uh, like swaths across him that kind of cut deep into this now kind of like petrified carapace that is, it is comprised of. And I think that like this crackling energy, like you can see like it's almost vibrating them to the point where like there's just kind of like a, a, a chunks of, of kind of dried matter are falling into the water below. And you can see it's like kind of so slowly losing its uh, its kind of bulk. Like it, it, it's definitely like getting slightly smaller as this is all happening to it. Um, it definitely is not happy about that uh, in, in, in a very noticeable way. Um, with my bonus but, action, I'm also going to use the dodge action. So it have a disadvantage on the attack against me. I'm basically like in a, a guarded stance. Okay. Um, so as, um, as it basically, as you, as you hit it with this, like, and it starts vibrating with this energy, you can, it, it lets out this like horrifying roar and it just like starts to like bang its hands down on into the water around you, just like splashing this, this stuff. And it is going to, uh, it essentially seems like it is gone. Uh, let's just say the word berserk. Um, and it is going to, it's basically going to get a, uh, a reaction attack on the closest creature, which would be Clint. Um, that is going to be, that's yeah, not going to do it. Shield. Oh, it actually gets advantage on that. Okay. So, um, which, but it has disadvantage on its, uh, on the next attack against it. Oh yeah. So it'd be the first roll. Yeah. So, uh, but it already has, it's already, well, I guess because, no, no, it's, we've already used up the, uh, uh, the, the Rangram's last spell, uh, the uh, Guiding Bolt. That's already been used up. Yeah, on my last attack, I used that, correct. So it's going to slam down on you for uh, 21 to hit. Uh, I'm going to cast Shield as my reaction. Okay, okay. so that's going to defend. Yeah, you're, it's not going to make it through. 25 would, would have been the AC on that one. Okay, yeah. So it is. Uh, it, it smashes down on you. The shield raises up in front of it. And I think the shield like cleaves off part of its hand as it kind of raises up in front of you. And this like ch- this chunk of like dried matter falls into the water, kind of splashing you again. That you're gonna need uh, a ser- have a serious dry cleaner blow bill uh, <laughs> so after this um, after this encounter. But uh, yeah, you are uh, you are essentially you know you do not get hit by uh, hit by the attack, Rangrim. It's your turn. Um. Okay, uh, Rangrim seeing Glyn going for the attack, not realizing that Glyn's realizing that Rangrim's kind of squishy. Rangrim's kind of pumped about it, and is like, "Yeah, let's fucking kill it the old-fashioned way. Yeah, get some, or he'd be like, yeah, get some, because he's still got the, the <laughs> things in his nose." Um, I'm actually gonna cast Searing Smite at third level. On my Warhammer of Eruptions. So it's now like on fire. And I'm going to just make an attack with it. So I would get the Searing Smite, the 1d6 from the Warhammer, and my 1d8 radiant damage on top of the regular weapon damage. I love it. Um, so 
Oh, I never make regular attacks. Uh, plus seven to hit. So how's a 26 to hit sound? Sorry, 25. Does, you know, oh, that was it. So yeah, 26. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, no, it definitely hits. Okay, so we have, uh, I got a lot of this, a lot of different dice on this attack. Ooh, 10 on the actual bludgeoning damage. So that's 13 bludgeoning. And then we have, ooh, not very good. Uh, could be worse. So what did I say? 13 bludgeoning. And then um, 15 fire damage. And then I get a D8 of radiant and two more radiant. So 13, 15, and two. So 30, 30 damage total. Hey. Um, you, uh, I mean, you definitely, you definitely take uh, a good uh, chunk out of it. So what, what's, so that was the, that was the Warhammer of Eruption. So you smash it with this like flaming Warhammer using Searing Smite and this like, just like pound it into the, the chest of this creature. And I think that like you, I think you blast a hole out the back of it. So the center of its chest cavity is just like completely missing and like is it completely engulfed in flames on the inside. Is it still on fire then after the fact? Um, at the start of its night, so it technically is on fire, but on the start of its turn, it makes a con save. Um, okay. If it fails it, it takes a D6. If it succeeds, it's no longer on fire, but okay. that's all it does. I think with this, like, I mean, one of its half of one of its arms, like, is missing from from Glenn's shield. It's missing the whole center of its chest cavity, and it's kind of vibrating with this, like, at a, at a consistent pace where it's starting to like lose its mass over time. It is looking incredibly rough. One of its uh, one of its corn eyes falls to the falls into the water and only has one left. <laughs> if only we had a bag of holding, we could pull off the greatest prank of all time. <laughs> Put a bag of holding with a flaming shit golem on someone's doorstep. <laughs> That would oh be my the god. Game changer. <laughs> he uh, <calls> poop. <laughs> so funny. Poop shoot. <laughs> it's one of those flaming bags of holding again. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Rangrove, is that the end of your turn? <laughs> yeah, yep, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and what a turn it was. Um okay, so it is the uh, it's the golem's turn, and the golem is uh, with the with its remaining uh, like components that it still has uh, at its disposal. Um, it is going to just with its full rage. Um, it is going to just open its mouth and just like screech at you again, releasing this foul uh, gas. I need you guys to make me a uh, a d uh, Constitution save throw. Yep. With advantage, right? Because it's a hero's feast. No, that's wisdom. Oh, that's saves. just wisdom. That's right. That's right. That's right. Um, who's our our Connie boy? I'm going going Cosmo. Cosmo, you fucked me. Um, Ted. <laughs> nope. Eleven. Shout out to that, that dwarven not... constitution. Um, seven. <laughs> you both failed at this time. Okay. Um, but Rangram's still going to take half damage from his poison resistance. Um, that is 23 poison damage. Ooh. Oof. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> uh, 
Um, oof. Wait, he just puked shit oh. on us? Is that what basically just happened? Uh, damage caused by septic shock also reduces the creature's hit points maximum by an amount equal to the damage taken. Oh, shit. So we are 23 points lower permanently. You can't heal back to that point. But that was the second time he's used that attack, right? Uh, yes, that is. So I, I'm just going to so say I didn't say it the first time. I'm just going to say that it's just this time. Okay. And uh, sure. that was that was 23 total, so I would take yep. half. Do we want to call it 11 or 12? Uh, you can just take 11. That's fine. Okay. Round down. I'm going to I'm gonna take the full 41 because that's a dope mechanic. I, I like that okay. too much. Okay. Um, I just have to do math. Good thing you got 20 to your maximum yeah. HP. Yeah, exactly. Earlier. So, and I think, Rangram, you only took like, what did you take from the first one? It was like three damage or something like that. I didn't take anything from it. You negated oh, it right. because of that's yeah, right. twenty. That's right. I yeah, got hit with some is... other uh, some other poop stuff, but Glenn's <laughs> um, health just regressed like four levels. <laughs> um. So uh, with that, we are as this thing screeches at you, and you guys feel your uh, your health leaving you leaving you. Well, not permanently, but until a long next long rest, it's going to make uh, sneaking this castle a lot more difficult. Uh, we are going to jump back to Cosmo, who's fighting uh, a, a, a basically a big red demon from the, the depths of the worst nightmares. Um, well, not demon, ooze, but uh, pretty uh, demonic looking ooze. So this, uh, this Oblex is just bearing down on you, Cosmo, um, and it is going to cast a spell. I need you to uh, make me a wisdom saving throw. You got With advantage, it. I guess. Yeah. With advantage. Pointing out. Let's see what's up. There's no bueno. Not those. Want those? How does a 19 do you? That actually does not make it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, you uh, you are confused, Cosmo. I am confused. You see this kind of these patterns. Uh, this this spell assaults and twists the creature's mind, spawning delusions and provoking provoking uncontrolled actions. Each creature in a 10 foot radius. Uh, blah 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 blah. Uh, so, uh. Before you make a move, <clears throat> I need you to, you're going to have to roll me a d10, and it's going to be determined by a chart whether or not you are actually able to uh, make the uh, actions that you want to, or whether it's predetermined by something else. Okay. Um, Cosmo, uh, it is your turn. Um, roll me a d10. Okay. That was a 10. A 10. The creature can act and move normally. You got very lucky there. Apparently. Um, so you get your 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 normal turn now. Basically, this thing is like Oof. caught. You see these kind of like these kind of spots in your vision that are that are kind of like flashing in front of your eyes uh, as this as the vision as it kind of like the the scene before you kind of swims. Um, as almost like a heat haze, but you are able to uh, make your attacks and move as normal for this turn. Is it a condition? Yes, you are confused. Oh, I'm confused. Okay. 
Or I guess it's enchantment. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, I guess it is an enchantment. So does that meaning that it's enchantment, meaning like I get a save at some point? You will get a save. At the end of each of your turns, uh, you get uh, to make a wisdom save through again. Okay. All right. Got it. Uh, I was just reading Lay on Hands to see if I can resolve that, but I cannot. <sighs> okay. Uh... <laughs> And I'm aware that I was able to shake it for a little bit. Okay. Um, yeah. You know it, it enchanted you in some way. Okay. Feeling enchanted. Like I should have just suddenly shown up in a little white princess dress. <laughs> uh, we. St- All right, we're somehow still in this one. Let's let's get him, or her, or it. It's disgusting. And uh, Cosmo. Why am I still grappled? Uh, no, you cut the you cut the, oh, okay, the girl right. creature off of you, so you are not grappled anymore. Terrific. And uh, Cosmo just runs at it and just slices. I don't even know at one of its faces. Okay, yeah, I mean it's a big blob with these faces kind of like yeah. undulating out of it. So uh, yeah. you just kind of hit it in its in its goo. Okay. Well then, let's goo. Uh, 22 to hit. Uh, that definitely hits. And net 20. Very nice. All right. Let's go. Um. All right. So for the first hit, it's going to be. Oh, great. It's going to be. 17 damage. And for the second one, I'm not going to go too hard. We'll go a little. We'll go a little hard. I'm just going to go a second level hard. Yeah. All right. So 10, 24. Four plus eight is thirty-two. Plus seven. Thirty-two plus seven is thirty-nine. Thirty-nine. So double that. Forty-nine. Thirty-nine doubled. Thirty-two plus. Oh, seven, not seventeen. Yeah. Yeah. So sorry. If it's just the dice, we only double the thirty-two. Okay. So sixty-four plus seven. Okay. 71 points of big Damn. fat God, That is insane. <laughs> Get you some. Get some. Oh my so, god. So Did 71 plus 17. Small so. child's face. You you slice through this and you just hear Checo. Yeah. <laughs> As it kind of cuts <laughs> through this thing. And it, this thing just, all of its faces like form out of it and just like screeches in like 14 or 15 different voices um, as it kind of, as you kind of cut into this goop um, and like it kind of like, you see it kind of separate where you cut it as it kind of like reels back and like these like tentacles are coming out of it and as it's kind of like screeching in pain. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you did a lot of damage to it. Uh, is is that the end of your turn? Um, let's see. I 
can do something with a bonus action. Um, I think we're fine. We're good. Okay. Um, I need you to roll me a uh, oh, yeah. wisdom saving throw. Okay. Wisdom save. This time, 22 and uh, 23. Those both, yeah. You are you are uh, able to shake the confusion uh, where it does not uh, affect you any longer and the, the, the vision in front of you stops swimming. Um, this thing is just like the faces are just forcing their way out of it like on all sides as it kind of like moves towards you again and it's just like seems like the fate like all the eyes on it just kind of like turn and are just like glaring down on you with these like angry empty eye sockets um and it's going to uh attack you again Uh, that's gonna be a 23 to hit for the first one Ooh, it beats and that's gonna be a 21 on the second one nada okay um so the 23, let's roll that first. Okay, that's going to be uh, 17 uh, bludgeoning damage uh, and then 7 psychic damage. So, so tw- uh, 20, uh, 24 total. 24. Uh, and then it is going to again try to absorb your memories. I need you to make me a wisdom saving throw again. Let's go. It's like leaning down over you as it's like hitting you with the with its arm, um, and it basically like as it gets purchased on you, as it kind of connects with you, you see all these mouths kind of open up and like almost like it's trying to like suck your memories into it. Uh, I don't know that it's gonna suck anything uh, with a twenty-six. It does not. I mean, it it, it does. It sucks at not getting your memories. Um, and uh, it, <laughs> um, I don't think, yeah, yeah. It, 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 there's nothing it does even on a failed save. So it doesn't do anything. Um, you're very good that you've been uh, avoiding that, though, because that's a fucking nasty uh, ability. So we are going to, uh, as this thing is, uh, is kind of like trying to eat your memories and is unable to, we are going to jump back to our boys in the sewer um, we are at the at the top of the order, Glenn. You uh, you swear, and and Rangram too. You swear you hear like the sound of like splashing coming from further down the the, the passageway behind uh, where the the golem is. Uh, you you swear you you hear a the sound of like multiple uh, pairs of feet that are splashing with your high perception check. Uh, like passive perception, you could just hear like this sounds like a lot of figures, a lot of feet splashing through the water coming towards you. Sorry, that was behind us or in front of us? In it's it's in front on of on the you, other side. On the other side of the golem. Gotcha. Okay. Um. Yeah, we're I think we're picking up right where we left off last time, and Glenn is just going to take uh, his bonus action and use steady aim which basically just means i can't move at the end of this turn but i have advantage on my attack um and he's gonna just take another big old chunk out of mr flamey poo uh that is gonna hit it's a 19 natural 19 so 30 to hit so i'm gonna go ahead and say that one's probably gonna connect now i roll d10 
70 on a d10 that's amazing um there's 14 there and sneak attack damage one two three four five so many dice so many dice so 14 24 30 40 and then 2d8 47 damage let's go uh, I just look at this thing. I look this thing straight in the face, and I hear the pitter patter, and I just like cleave him from the 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 gut up. I just basically just get ready, hunker in, and realize that I'm gonna fucking die if it throws up on me again. Glenn just swipes as hard as he can with as much crackling energy, charging through this thing. Glenn, you you run up and just like cut upwards, just like with all your your might and your ferocity of just like how foul this encounter has been and how terrible this all is for you. Um, and you just like straight up the middle and see this thing just kind of like part apart. And as you do, um, you see uh, like, I think like five or six forms that are kind of run, like that kind of hit the end of the passageway. And as you are swiping up, you see a single solitary arrow come shooting forward that kind of sticks into the back of this uh, this poop golem. And as it kind of splits and falls apart, uh, you see what look like five or six. Uh, they are not in, the, like, they don't look like were-rats right now, but they're incredibly hairy people. Actually, no, I'll say that maybe half of them are in their were-rat form and half of them are kind of like just hairy humans. Uh, and you see one of them in the front who has a crossbow and goes, oh, well, it looks like I got him for you. <laughs> Lynn just like profusely, I, I don't even know, like gaunt. Like, I don't even know if I've, I'm bleeding at this point. It's just like, I've been poisoned so effectively. Yeah. Maybe my eyes are just <laughs> bleeding. And my you ears are bleeding, my circles, eyes are bleeding. Yeah. Incredible dark circles underneath. Your, your skin is like a greenish pallor kind of like takes a knee in the sludge that he knows like what it is and he's just like leaning up against it and he's like fucking manchego is that something and he just looks at <laughs> rangrim just goes this is so hard and just like starts breathing really heavily he's just fucking winded <laughs> um you see the uh you see the were rats um who are kind of like they all look at each other for a second and then they just kind of all start, um, they kind of all start laughing and goes, and you see the one in the front go, did you, uh, did you, oh man. Yeah, they, <laughs> they got you going that one. Um, yeah, I guess that's the password today. Um, well, it's uh, it's nice to finally meet you in person. I. Uh, that was, uh, that was some good thief scan you did back there. I'm glad we were, uh, glad we were able to help you out. No one likes to be in the hands of the Arbiter. So, uh, any, uh, any, any of, any of an Arbiter is a friend of ours. My name's Randy. Nice to meet you. Randy, it's so very nice to see you. I've been, we've been trying to get to you for quite some time. Um, you should probably warn the guy that gave me that code word I'm coming back. But here's a debt, and I'm going to pull out 500 gold and just, like, mage hand float it towards him. Uh, the mage hand uh, floats the 500 gold to him, and he kind of it lands on his on his palm. He's, like, weighing and goes, Ah, uh, 500. I swear I heard 1,000. And Glenn, just without even skipping a beat, like, 
as he's holding it, drops the mage hand and again casts it from his pocket the other 500 gold that he made sure he was bringing a thousand. He's like, oh, I'm glad. And, and Thief Scan goes, I'm glad I'm in good company. And just like heavily exhales and just has no fight in him to even argue at this point. Um, he uh, he he gladly takes it and passes it off to one of the uh, the were rats behind him. Goes, that's uh, looks like you all have had quite a rough journey getting here. So I appreciate someone who uh, you know is willing to pay for some for some quality uh, quality help. Come with us. We'll uh, we'll make sure you're well taken care of. And he kind of like like starts leading you towards you see like one of the were rats maybe maybe two of them kind of come and like uh put an arm around uh like offer an arm up to you glenn to kind of like help uh help support you to like lead you further down the uh the passageway yeah glenn's um so not too proud glenn, i know glenn is hurting but his, is he under there's no no conditions affecting him right he just took damage no. and his max hp was Drake. reduced Re- yeah reduced and is that that's until he takes a rest Long, long rest, rest right? yes. Long rest. So, like, Rangram's still standing there. Poop Demon just cleaved in front of him. His Warhammer's kind of crackling with, like, smoke and red lightning. He's looking at Glenn, looking at these guys, watching this exchange happen, and then his hammer kind of just dulls as he sheaths it. He's like, that was awful. I was like, that was awful. I hate it. I hate it here. Can we let's just get on with it? But Come on. On your feet. And I'm going to cast uh, Cure Wounds on Glyn at second level. So we can give you back a little bit of HP, my guy. I will take it. I was going to say, raise it back up to his new max. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's 11 plus 5, 16. You get 16. Oh, my God. Amazing. Okay. Amazing. Uh, like, as, as that happens, Glyn's going to, like for the first time probably Rangram's even seen it like honest humility in Glenn's eyes goes I have so much more appreciation for what you and Cosmo do every time we get in a fight and he just like turns back and like keeps getting assisted by the the uh, were rats because he got fucking decimated yeah that's what happens when you stand in front of a big stupid fucking shit monster as he just follows behind them trailing off in conversation um, they lead you further down the passageway, uh, and a couple times you run into these like big iron grates that seem like they would just completely deter your passageway or like would send you backwards. Um, and one of the times they uh, they seem to loosen one of the, the the bars and kind of put it to the side where you guys then are able to walk past um, and then put it back in place. Um, and then you come to uh, another part where they essentially like seem to um, like push a button in the wall like a one of the one of the bricks that's kind of sticking out of the wall and it actually raises um raises it up and completely uncovers um this essential like half portcullis that was uh would have like deterred your passage um and as you kind of go past this one that this one was like completely shielding your vision um it just like was probably allowing water to flow below it um you are exposed to uh what is in front of you it seems to be this kind of uh convalescence of expose itself to you um the passageway in front of you seems to be like a, a convalescence of where the, like a bunch of pipes meet. You can see this round kind of 
uh, chamber, this like cylindrical chamber where all these other pipes are kind of pouring into it uh, from all these different angles, but kind of raised up in the center of the room and kind of around the walls are all these uh, suspended like wooden and stone bridges and uh, like platforms that have like different kinds of rooms and homes and buildings on them. And, and this room isn't incredibly large, maybe like uh, maybe 60 or so feet across. Um, but it is, uh, you can see that there's some sort of like makeshift built like small settlement down here um, that you can see a few people crossing these bridges. Think like in the middle, there's like a big like uh, probably water diversion area that's actually like a stone uh, cylinder and then built into the walls on the sides are kind of these like other like wooden platforms made from like, you know, things that have washed down or whatever the case may be. But it's this kind of like makeshift uh, village down here. Um, and Randy kind of uh, like goes towards you and as he's going towards the, the middle, uh, he kind of waves you forward and a rope ladder comes down that will lead you onto the main center cylinder, like this kind of main area of the uh, this like little settlement and pulls you uh, kind of like everyone goes up there and uh, you are now on this like basically center pedestal and you can hear like water rushing down uh out of these different pipes all around you um and randy who kind of like the the money that you've handed off to them has kind of moved off to they've, they've kind of taken that and are kind of you know they've they've squirreled it away at this point the, a couple of the people have kind of left and you can see some like there are uh more than just like the the fighters it seems down here you see like in in a couple of these uh these smaller kind of homes you can see like maybe like some younger uh children wear rats and things like that like there's a whole kind of like community that's down here um and randy kind of leads you both into this uh like ramshackle but like it's one of those things where you can tell it's probably better made compared to what uh the 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 items that were kind of washed down here and lead you into this like small ramshackle like wooden and stone building uh and goes so you know i know we've uh, essentially done business at this point that's great I i'm glad that i was able to you know help you and uh you know it'll be you know we had an exchange of services i gotta ask I, uh, this is quite a long way to come down here for just uh you know, to, to make payment to us, I appreciate it. But I gotta ask, what else are you doing down here? Uh, that's a, that's a good question. We're, we're here to complete a job. Um, got a recommendation that maybe you might be able to help. So I figured the best way to introduce myself was to show up. My friend and I here, and he's gonna like kind of gesture towards Rangroom, he's got like leather plugs in his nose. How you doing? We, uh, we're here to take a, a token from the Emperor's library, we believe, and heard this might be the best, best way in. Didn't want to be stepping around on anybody's territory if it's already going to be, you know, pretty trafficked by another group. So we're here to basically ask for your, your blessing to go through, and ultimately if you have any tips as to how I can get directly to the library that'd be greatly appreciated stealing from the emperor is uh it's <laughs> it's bold even for uh even for us uh, you know we're kind of directly below them and don't really often go up uh 
those that do don't really that's not a good uh, you know kind of success rate or uh, survival rate at the least so but i respect it and uh we'll gladly help you get up there i i think you've more than uh you more than paid your dues uh, also helping us get rid of that uh that creature of course i got the killing blow you know it's hopefully you didn't don't feel too bad about that but it was it was impressive yeah thank you i you know i really kind of practice those crossbows as much as possible can um gotta gotta stay sharp down here can't get too uh you know can't get too settled but i appreciate you helping us get rid of that and uh in exchange i'll gladly send uh i'll, I'll gladly help get you there we'll there's a couple of different ways you can go. I don't know a way that goes directly into the library, but we do know a couple of ways to either get you into the kitchens or into the bathrooms, uh, whichever one you would prefer, but there's not many drains in the, uh, in the library, unfortunately. I think, I think the kitchen's gonna be the closest for you. But in our experience, there's gonna be more guards or have been more soldiers uh, at the kitchen entrance. The bathroom is, eh, let's just say not the cleanest way in, but it's less guarded unless you happen to find it when someone's using it. Uh, so it's kind of up to you whether, uh, which which direction well, you'd like to uh, go. You know, I kind of, he was like pulling him out of his nose like, <laughs> <laughs> I, um, if it's all the same to you, Glenn, it might be more dangerous. But if we're going anywhere else, I'm not going into another fucking privy. Uh, that, I think that just kind of decided it. Um, so yeah, kitchen, kitchen, it is. We're ultimately low fatalities on this one. So, do you know kind of when there's a changing of the guard? We're trying to slip in between. Maybe the, the the changing of the guards. Maybe it's around kitchen time. We can slip past a, a cooks a lot. A busy cooks a lot easier than you know guards at the ready. Uh, you know, it's it's kind of the middle of the night. It's it's late. I don't think that you're gonna have to worry about running into a, uh, a cook or anything like that, unless the uh, you know the emperor, or, you know, one of the higher ups has you know has a hankering for something in the middle of the night. Not gonna say that doesn't happen. I'm sure it does. But listen, I. Uh, when it comes to the change of the guard, that's it's a bit more difficult. They generally are kind of at the bottom of the stairs that you know that are over in that area, keeping guard on the sewer side itself. So you're gonna have to uh, you're gonna have to probably you know figure out a non-lethal way if that's what you want to do. I appreciate that um, to uh, to incapacitate them or whatever you need to do. Um, but I, I don't know if there's going to be a good time to there's going to be at least one of them at all times even during the the switching of the guard they always just one of them switches off and one of them stays and they you know i think they figured out the whole thing where if you just kind of watch them and there's a you know they, they kind of you know they're not going to both leave at the same time so you're going to have to deal with at least one of them so if you have a plan for that uh that's that's great but we'll be happy to get you there that's no problem uh we can uh we can get you uh get you where you need to be uh, and you just figure out what you want to do in the meantime while we we make our way there so the two of you um are are spending time with randy trying to he you know that you can make your way to the kitchens you know that he can he can lead you there um you need to figure out a way to uh get past the guards 
So while you are figuring that out, we will jump back to Cosmo. Cosmo, you are uh, battling this horrifying creature that is just kind of many faces, red ooze creature monster that had been impersonating this small girl um, is now kind of just bearing down on you. Um, as it prepares to make another attack, out of the darkness, you just like, it zooms past your shoulder. It is this thin beam of green light that just blasts this creature in front of you with like, just with magical energy. It's like thin, thin green beam that hits it and this thing screeches as it begins to like, literally you watch this thing start to dissolve in front of you, Cosmo. And as you like watch this thing screech and literally turn into dust and vapor and like bits of red ooze in front of you and kind of dissolve and start to float away in this kind of boggy quagmire. You look over your shoulder and you see a figure walking out of the darkness that you recognize pretty immediately as Zephyr. And they turn to you, Cosmo, and say, Well, now, hello there, Cosmo. I think we need to have ourselves a little chat. And that is where we're going to leave the session tonight. Zephyr sucks. I hate him. <laughs> I hate him so much. Cosmo just keeps getting murked, like, by these like solo bosses we need to be near cosmo more often we need to be near him more shit oh i really pissed off zephyr too you're oh gonna, that's you, right yeah. you're, you gonna yeah, some, you really you're gonna be paying you really pissed some taxes off. that you did not <laughs> uh-oh huh uh. Thank you for listening to the Almost Heroes and their mostly 5th edition D&D adventures. We post new podcast episodes every Monday, and you can catch us live on Twitch every Tuesday at 7 p.m. PST at twitch.tv slash bangerangbobby. See you there.